Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Father, thank you, Lord, this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to come into your presence. Scripture says that this is the day, Lord, that you have made. Lord, you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. And so, Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we are able to worship you this morning. We declare, Lord God, that you are faithful. We declare, Lord, this morning that you are righteous. We declare this morning that we love you with all our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus, we worship you this morning as the ancient of days. We worship you this morning as the King of Kings. We worship you this morning as Jehovah, Jehovah Roy, the Lord, our shepherd, the one who watches over our souls, the one who keeps us. In times of danger, in times of peace, we worship you, Lord, this morning. Be glorified forevermore, Jehovah, El Leon, El Shaddai, mighty God. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we have come this morning just to bless you. We have come to learn in your presence this morning. We ask, Father, speak to us once again this morning. Help us to comprehend and understand your word as we read it. And let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to Devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. Alright, so we continue reading the book of Acts. Yesterday we stopped on Acts chapter 20. Uh, Paul met with the Ephesians or what in Ephesus and so met with the elders of all the pastors of of Ephesus and um, it was from this meeting that he will go on later to write the book of Ephesians. Okay, so from there, of course, that, that meeting, okay, concludes Paul's third missionary journey now in acts chapter 20 and 21 he heads to to jerusalem and um, from here you know everything literally uh, takes a different dimension the dimension of him you know standing before kings begin to fulfill fulfill itself but again paul's problem comes as a result of him wanting to steal preach as enrich the Jewish nation. Okay? So when you read the book of Romans now and you read where Paul said that look if he could he would have chosen to be condemned and and the nation of Israel you know justified and set free and to know Jesus. Okay? That was how much passionate Paul was for the Jewish nation for Israel. All right? So let's read Acts chapter 21 and 22 today, and then we'll see all of Paul's trouble as he tries to do this. All right, please get your Bibles. Acts of the Apostles chapter 21 and 22, Paul's journey to Jerusalem. 
after saying farewell uh, to the Ephesian elders, uh, we sailed straight to the island of Kos. The next day, we reached Rhodes and then went to Patara. There, we boarded a ship sailing for Phoenicia. We sighted the island of Cyprus, passed it on our left, and landed at the harbor of Tyre in Syria, where the ship was to unload its, its cargo. We went ashore, found the local believers, and stayed with them a week. These believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem. Hmm. Okay, so this is a very difficult, okay, not, not so difficult anyway, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing will be difficult for a lot of people. So what was driving, what was driving Paul? What was driving him? Why was he bent on, on, on rescuing the Jewish nation? Why was he bent on going to Jerusalem? Especially when it was clear that the Holy Spirit didn't want him to go. How do we know? It says that these believers, the believers, remember Agabus has already, had already prophesied, right? <laughs> Agabus already prophesied. And here we have also, okay, we also have, oh, as Agabus already prophesied, no, okay. So we have believers here. So it seemed as if wherever they, they, ever city they went to, somebody would just walk up to Paul and tell him that, don't go to Jerusalem. If you go to Jerusalem, this is what is going to happen to you. The Jewish people will reject you. They will bind you. They will cast you in jail. They will beat you. Don't go to Jerusalem. Believers that should not know anything about him. Okay, so the question is, what was the motivating factor for Paul? And it's going to be a big lesson for us. Who do you listen to? Yes. Was Paul really listening to the Holy Spirit? Okay, so why didn't the Holy Spirit abandon him? After when what the Holy Spirit then predicted began to happen, why didn't the Holy Spirit, okay, I warned you about this. Um, but I'm telling you, uh, Paul, we, we suffer for this. That's the way I see it. Though. Like I said, some of these things might not be clear with, for us totally. And when we stand before God, we will find out more. But Paul will suffer for this stubbornness, for this insistence. Okay, eventually we know Paul tells us in the book of Romans, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. You can say Paul loves God, right? Okay, so God uses even his mistake to preach to kings. However, he suffers for some of these actions. It says the believers prophesied through the Holy Spirit that Paul should not go on to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit didn't want him to go. That is the simple message. Since when we returned to the ship at the end of the week, the entire congregation, including women and children, left the city and came and came uh, down to the shore with us. There we knelt, knelt, prayed, and said our farewells. Then we went aboard and they returned. They returned home. Uh, the next stop after leaving there was uh, to Tolima, Tolimas where we uh, we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed for one day the next day we went on to Cecira uh, and stayed at the home 
of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven men who had been chosen to distribute food. I'm sure you've not forgotten Philip, right? Acts chapter 6, Philip, Stephen, and the rest of them. Okay, so the last we read about Philip was when he went to minister uh, minister at Samaria and then when he, he preached to the European, the European Enoch. Okay, next we will see about him, at least in from Luke's account. Okay, he says here that he is the evangelist. Okay, so he wasn't, he didn't stay a, a, a deacon or someone who was sharing food alone. Okay, he had become an evangelist. Yes, he says he had four unmarried daughters who had the gift of prophecy wow wow i say four unmarried okay so other other versions use uses virgins so he had four virgin daughter daughters okay who had the gift of prophecy okay so philip was also leading his family in the way of the lord philip is one example of a very good father okay you can use if you are someone who is having a teaching on fathers philip is a very very good one good balance between ministry and the family okay raising his children well four virgin daughters eh, who had the gift of prophecy okay so that tells you that they will not just have been children they would have been mature usually when the bible says unmarried daughters it usually means that those girls are of married uh, marriageable age okay so it says they had the gift of prophecy seven several days later a man named agabus okay so yes it's, in, it's right here in 21 who also had the gift of prophecy arrived from judea remember that it was agabus along with the other men who were who were who were fasting and praying together that began all of this all of this uh commi- the commission of paul you know the his missionary journeys right from the first one with with him and barnabas agabus agabus was there at the start so agabus is again here or the holy spirit uses agabus or sends him again he used agabus to to start paul's missionary journey and he's sending Agabus again to, to Paul. He, you will listen to, to Paul's comments to him. He says Agabus, who also had the gift of prophecy. Remember, he said that, that uh, prophets and teachers. Okay? That was the, the, the verse, the, the quotes that was given to them, that they were prophets and teachers who were fasting and praying together at that time. And the Holy Spirit said, separate to me barnabas and paul for the work that i have for them okay so very important he says they also had the gift of prophecy so this man was a prophet as simple as that and he arrived from judea he came over took paul's bed and bound his own feet and hands with it then he said the holy spirit declares so shall the owner of this belt be bound by the jewish leaders in Jerusalem and turned over to the Gentiles. Uh, this was a prophet, okay? Well, of course, Paul is an apostle at this time, okay? But this man was a prophet. And he says that, look, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. I am not sure that he even knew who owned the gadol, the, the gadol or the belt he, he has taken. He takes it and binds himself and says, this is what is going to happen to the one who owns this this belt 
someone will say, but it didn't really say the Holy Spirit did not say Paul should not go. The Holy Spirit just says that there's going to be suffering for this person. And so if the person did not mind the suffering, then the Holy Spirit was not stopping the person. Yes, there are those who will interpret it like that. But I'm not sure. We'll get to heaven and find out. Okay? <laughs> Ogaso, if this is the perfect will of God, I'm not entirely sure. If God would not literally uh, have you do your third, fourth missionary journey, fifth missionary journey, sixth missionary journey, seventh missionary journey, and continue to spread the word of God all over the world. Okay? I am. I don't know. Okay? We will find out in time. But that is what Agabus declared. So shall the owner of this belt be bound by the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem and turned over to the Gentiles. He says, when we had this, we and the local believers all begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But he said, why all this weeping? You are breaking my heart. I am not only... Uh, I am not I am not only only to be I am not I am ready not only to be jailed at Jerusalem but even to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus uh, when it was clear that we couldn't persuade him we gave up and said the Lord's will be done so which will is being done the permissible or the permitted will of God or the perfect will of God. I think the perfect will of God was clear, right? Because in every city that they were going to, the Holy Spirit was telling him, don't go. However, Paul says, I am willing, he's passionate, I am willing to suffer for Jesus. Next, Paul arrives in Jerusalem. After this, we packed our things and left for Jerusalem. Some believers from Caesarea accompanied us and they took us to the home of uh, Menasin, a man originally from Cyprus and one of the early believers. When we arrived, the brothers and sisters in Jerusalem welcomed us warmly. The next day, Paul went with us to meet with James and all the elders of the Jerusalem church who were present. After greeting them, Paul gave a detailed account of the things God had, ac had accomplished among the Gentiles through his ministries. After hearing this, they praised God, and then they said, You know, dear brother, how many thousands of Jews have also believed, and they all follow the law of Moses very seriously. But the Jewish believers here in Jerusalem have been told that you are teaching all the Jews who live among the Gentiles to turn their back on the laws of Moses. They've heard that you teach them not to circumcise their children or follow other Jewish custom. What should we, uh, what should we do? They will certainly hear that you have come. Here's what we, uh, we want you to do. We have four men who have completed their vows. Go with them to the temple and join them in the purification ceremony. Pray, paying for them uh, to have their heads ritually shaved. Then everyone will know that the rumors are false and that you yourself observe the Jewish law. The question is, why were the church the elders advising this okay because this is still going this is in a sense going back to the law uh purification does not come uh by shaving your hair and doing all of those things it comes in christ so why were they asking paul to do this again politically correct right <laughs> they were trying to be politically correct so that there would not be trouble they said so that they will see that you yourself observe the jewish laws 
As for the Gentile believers, they should do what we already told them in a letter. They should abstain from eating food offered to idols, from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals, and, and from sexual immorality. Lest Paul is going to be arrested. So Paul went to the temple the next day with the other men. They had already started the purification ritual, so he publicly announced the date when their vows would end and sacrifices would be offered for each of them. The seven days were almost ended when some Jews from the province of Asia saw Paul in the temple and roused a mob against him. They grabbed him, yelling, Men of Israel, help us. This is the man who preaches against our people everywhere and tells everybody to disobey the Jewish law. He speaks, about, he speaks against the temple and even defies the holy place, place by bringing in Gentiles. For earlier that day, they had seen him in the city with Trophimus, a Gentile from Ephesus, and they assumed Paul had taken him into the temple. The old city was rocked by this accusation, and a great riot, a great riot followed. Paul was grabbed and dragged out of the temple, and immediately the gates were closed behind him. As they were trying to kill him, words reached the commander of the Roman regiment that all Jerusalem was in uproar. He, he immediately uh, called out his soldiers and officers and ran down among the crowd. When the mob saw the commander of the troops coming, they stopped beating Paul. Then the commander arrested him and ordered him bound with, with two chains. He asked the crowd who he was and what he had done. Some shouted one thing and some another. Since he couldn't, he couldn't find out the truth in all the opera and confusion, he ordered that Paul be taken to the fortress. As Paul reached the stairs, the mob grew so violent, the soldier had to lift him to their shoulders, uh, uh, shoulders to protect him. And the crowd followed behind, shouting, Kill him! Kill him! Can you imagine? This was what Paul was ready to face. The Holy Spirit already warned him this was going to happen. Paul said, please allow me to speak to the crowd next. 37. As Paul was about to be taken inside, he said to the commander, may I have a word with you? Even in the face of them trying to kill him, Paul still wanted to save the Jewish, Jewish people. He says, may I have a word with you? He says, do you know Greek? The commander asks, surprise. Aren't you the Egyptian who led a rebellion some time ago and took 4,000 members of the assassins out into the desert? No, Paul replied. I am a Jew and a citizen of Tarsus in Sicilia, which is an important city. Uh, please, let me talk to these people. Uh, the commander agreed. So Paul stood on the stairs and motioned to the people to be quiet. Soon a deep silence enveloped the crowd and he addressed them in their own language, Aramaic. Okay? So, again, you ask yourself, is Paul doing the perfect will of God or the permitted will of God? Because there are many things that God permits in his sovereign thing. But God is able to cause everything to work together for our good. God is able to use even our mistakes, okay, to fulfill his will. Yes, God is able to do that. So it wasn't really essentially that Paul was, was committing any sin here. Uh, but one part, this part that he is choosing, is a part that will lead to a lot of turmoil and suffering. Not just for him, but for those who were working with him. But Paul chose that part. 
again i said this will be our talking point at the end all right please uh flip on to acts chapter 22 and let's read brothers and esteemed fathers remember paul was about to address them paul said listen to me as i offer my defense when they heard him speaking in their own language the silence was even greater then paul said i am a jew born in tassos a city in sicilia and i was brought up and educated here in jerusalem under gamaliel as a student i was carefully trained in our jewish law and custom and i'm telling you a lot of them knew or they know what he is talking about uh, gamaliel is one of the most radical <laughs> of of the jewish leaders he was one of the most radical Okay, so to have trained under this man, not just radical, he was also one of the most, you know, uh, educated. Okay, so you were in his in his school, you were in his group. You can be sure that you will be sound and well and well educated. However, that radical part will not leave. It will not leave even with education. <laughs> and you see it very well, eh? Yeah, right. I don't have to say too much. Yeah, yeah, somewhere here in Nigeria, even with all the education, that radicalism does not leave. It stays there. Paul says that, look, he was carefully trained in our Jewish law and custom. He says, I became a very zealous, I became very zealous to honor God in everything I did, just like all of you, all of you today. And I felt that was like a eat under the bed, right? In other words, Paul is saying, I was zealous like all of you before. Uh-huh. Until God opened my eyes. And I'm trying to open your eyes. You better listen to me. <laughs> Since I did just like all of you, all of you today, and I persecuted the followers of the way, hounding some to death and arresting both men and women and throwing them in prison, the high priest and the old council of elders can testify that this is so. For I received letters from them to our Jewish brothers in Damascus, authorizing me to bring the followers of the way from there to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. Whenever he says the way, the way is talking about Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. Okay? So he says he was to bring them back to Jerusalem in chains to be punished. Six, as I was on the road approaching Damascus, after about noon, a very bright light from heaven suddenly shone down around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus the Nazarene. Okay? So this was Paul's own encounter meeting up with Jesus. I am Jesus the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. Okay? So they were... Paul, in quotes, was killing believers. Okay? It wasn't Paul who was not persecuting Jesus directly. But remember, every believer is the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. This thing eh, applies not just in the society. It applies also in marriage. <laughs> your wife, <laughs> your husband, <laughs> your children are part of the body of Christ if they are born again. And when you are persecuting them, you are persecuting Jesus. <laughs> you see big wala this morning. Yes. He says, I am Jesus the Nazarene, the one you are persecuting. Hmm? Yes, Paul was persecuting people, but Jesus said, you are persecuting. I'm the one you are persecuting. The people with me are with me saw the light, but didn't understand the voice speaking to me. I asked, what should I do? What should I do, Lord? So the question is, what language did Paul was Jesus speaking in? Because everyone had this voice speaking, but only Paul understood. 
Okay? So here, I, I would say God just permitted the gift of interpretation. Okay? Because Jesus is speaking in one language. Paul could understand. The other people did not understand. All they had was just this roaring sound. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything you are to do. Since I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by, by the hand to Damascus by my companions, a man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by all Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And that very moment, I could see him. So then he told me, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear, and hear him speak. Let's read that again. The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and hear him speak. You know what? Of course, Paul met Jesus to see the righteous one. The righteous one is Jesus himself and to hear him speak. For you are to be his witness, telling everyone uh, what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. How do you have your sins washed away? By calling on the name of the Lord. God alone is the one who washes away our sins. 17. After I returned to Jerusalem, I was praying in the temple and fell into a trance. I saw a vision of Jesus saying to me, Hurry, leave Jerusalem, for the people here won't accept your testimony about, about me. So this happened the first time, okay, after Paul converted, when he was still Saul, okay? So obviously it was a vision that led him to leave to the point where the, 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 the other believers had to lower him in a basket down because they were going to kill him. Paul responds to Jesus. Jesus said, um, for the people here won't accept your testimony about me. But Lord, I argued, they certainly know that in every synagogue I imprisoned and beat those who believed in you. And I was in complete agreement when your witness, Stephen, was killed. I stood by and kept the coat uh, they took off when they stoned him. But the Lord said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Hmm. The crowd listened until Paul said that word. Then they all began to shout, Away with such a fellow. He isn't fit to leave. They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed and full of dust into, into the air. The commander brought Paul inside and ordered him lashed with whip to make him confess his crime. Yes, I'm sure the man is thinking, there's no way this guy has done something. How can the old crowd be so roused and, you know, be so passionate and shouting and ready to riot if he has done something? So he ordered him lashed with whip to make him confess his crime. <laughs> he wanted to find out why the crowd had become so furious. When they tied Paul down to lash him, Paul said to the officer, standing there is it legal for you to whip a roman citizen who hasn't even been tried <laughs> so this is why i think paul again paul chose silas you see being that roman citizen was very important 
it will come in handy eh? when you are in a bind like this. Since when the officer had this, he went to the commander and asked, What are you doing? This man is a Roman citizen. So the commander went over and asked Paul, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I certainly am, Paul, Paul re- replied. I am, I am too, the commander muttered, and it cost me plenty. Paul answered, ah, but I am a citizen by birth. Wow. The soldier who were about to interrogate Paul quickly withdrew when they heard he was a Roman citizen. <laughs> Not uh, In those days, they used to buy citizenship. They still, anyway, they still do it today. They used to buy it. Uh, Paul did not buy it, so no. He was a citizen by birth. In other words, uh, most likely he was born okay born a roman citizen uh wherever it is maybe by by the fact he was li- living there or one of his parents his parents were it is and the commander was frightened because he had ordered him bound and weep next paul will stand before the high council 30 the next day the commander ordered the leading priest into session with the jewish high council he wanted to find out what the trouble was all about so he released paul to have uh, him stand before them hallelujah all right so tomorrow we take uh we take we'll, we'll find out what will happen with uh, with the elders and you see that the very people who were around when they killed jesus they were still around hey hey hallelujah all right so big lessons for us to learn today right i asked at the beginning you know um about the perfect will of God and the permitted will of God. There are many things that happen that God permits. It doesn't mean that it is his perfect will. It doesn't mean that God is incapacitated. God is God Almighty. Okay? And um, if he decides things, a thing, it will be so. If God decides today that you are an insect, you become an insect. However, God loves us. God has chosen to give man a a will, a free will at that. And so many times when we decide that this is what we want to do, okay, especially when not necessarily that it is against the the will or the word of God or the purpose of God, God, God permits it. And here it is clear that the Holy Spirit was permitting it, permitted it for Paul for Paul to go. Okay? If not, literally the Holy Spirit would have just removed, controlled him. Eh? Because the Holy Spirit still needed him. Eh? The Holy Spirit needed him to continue to preach the gospel. However, this route, even though it was, it was going to be very rowdy, even though there was going to be a lot of pain in this route, this route was going to lead him to stand before kings. He will stand before King Agrippa, for example. He will stand before before the emperor, for example. Okay, so you will ask yourself, God just took what he did and used it for his own purpose. Big lessons for us, okay? You always have to be careful. My advice this morning is that you always stay in the perfect will of God. Yes, always ask yourself, my actions, are they the perfect will of God? Or is this God just permitting me to do this? Yes. Once you know the perfect will of God, please stay in his perfect will. Especially when the Holy Spirit has given you a clear direction. Stay in the perfect will of God. And I'm telling you, you will enjoy peace. You will enjoy progress in at, in, at every point. I pray this morning that God will continue to guide us 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, guide me today. Lord, I make up my mind. I will do your perfect will. Make your, that your prayer this morning. Father, we say thank you. Guide us in the things that we should do. Lead us in the way that we should go. And Lord, bless your people this morning. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.